In the beginning was the world. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? It's just a You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Well, today we're talking to Chuck Missler. Now, uh, I've been a great follower of Chuck's teachings uh, over the years. He uh, runs a ministry called Koinonia House out of the US. Uh, he's a, uh, a former US defense analyst. Uh, he's an end times Bible teacher. He's married to the beautiful Nancy, and he's coming to Indeed. Australia soon. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to it, very excited about it. And uh, I should mention that uh, that Koinonia Mysteries also includes a think tank called Koinonia Institute. And uh, we're, uh, we uh, are excited about our ability to once again participate uh, with this with speaking tour through uh, Australia and New Zealand. And uh, we're very, very excited about it. Now, Chuck, for those who haven't heard of Chuck Missler and Koinonia House before, tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing, your testimony. How did you become a Christian? Tell oh, us sure. about your faith, yeah. Well, my background, I was, I was raised in Southern California with foreign-born parents from Germany. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm now, uh, uh, you know, in my, what, seventh decade. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm, I've had a lot of miles under me. I, I grew up as a techie, as a geek, as a technical kind of guy. But I managed to get a uh, appointment to the Naval Academy at Annapolis, Maryland. Graduated with honors, took my commission in the Air Force, left the service as branch chief of the Department of Guided Missiles, and then I served the defense community uh, in the think tank world and in the intelligence world. I ended up finally uh, uh, becoming a corporate executive. I've, I've served on 12 public boards of directors. I was chairman and CEO of uh, six different public companies. And uh, But uh, all that time, from my teenage years on, my primary hobby, my primary extracurricular interest was the Bible. And so I've been a student of the Bible for over 65 years, and uh, that was my hobby. And I just did it because I loved it and enjoyed it and so forth. But about 20 years ago, I was encouraged uh, by some prominent people to make my hobby my profession. So for the last uh, 20 or almost 20 or between 20 and 30 years, we formed a uh, think tank called Koinonia Institute. It has a publisher called Koinonia House, which most people know we're on the Internet very aggressively, obviously. We have members of the Institute in 65 countries, and uh, we uh, uh, travel the countries to mix with them and encourage them and so forth. Uh, the Institute is committed to... Uh, to try to help people who take the Bible seriously to learn more and grow and, and share their experiences. So uh, that's what we're all about. We're uh, on the radio, uh, and television and radio, uh, throughout the world, uh, but heavily received in both Australia and New Zealand. And because of that, we are setting up a second base for ourselves right in New Zealand to be even more accessible to the South Pacific region. So that's a quick snapshot. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I'll tell you how I first found about your teaching, uh, Chuck. A friend of mine is actually a jingle writer, you know, you know, radio jingles and TV yeah, jingles. Uh-huh. He actually uh-huh. won the world's best jingle a number of years ago. And uh, <laughs> really? uh-huh. he'd had a pretty wild lifestyle. He became a Christian. And uh-huh. I went in to visit him one day, and he was on his treadmill listening to How to Learn the Bible in 24 Hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to that's tell probably our flag? Yeah, that's our flagship publication. It's been very popular worldwide, actually, on television. Yes, sir. Tell us why it's so important to learn the Bible. <laughs> well, I think that clearly our entire eternity will derive uh, from understanding what the Bible really says. And uh, so it's a, a project or a commitment or an interest 
that everyone needs to do for themselves, and part of the what, what they need to do is really understand the Bible. And it's amazing, part of what we're committed to is to try to repair the, the biblical illiteracy throughout the world, even in the pulpits. It's amazing how many pastors and ministers don't really know their Bible. So you can demonstrate, provably, it is from outside the time domain. It is uh, 66 books penned by over 40 different guys over a period of almost 2,000 years that is demonstrably an integrated package. We discover that every number, every uh, word, every uh, uh, element of it is there by deliberate design. Now, once you discover that for yourself, of course, it changes your whole perspective on the reality it presents because you can demonstrate, once you realize it's been designed as an integrated package, that package had to be designed from outside our uh, time domain. And uh, if God has the technology to create us in the first place, he certainly has the technology to get a message to us. The challenge is, how does he authenticate it? How does he prove that it's really from him? And one way he does that is to demonstrate that the origin of this collection, this disintegrated message, is from outside time. He writes history before it happens. And once you discover that, it changes your whole perception of the significance uh, of, of this, this uh, communication. And so it's a guide, uh, obviously, for personal conduct. It's a guide for nations. And it's, it actually lays out history before it happens. And it's, an, it's uh, one of the most exciting uh, adventures uh, to discover it and to realize uh, how reliable it is uh, uh, for almost all uh, dimensions of life itself. So it's, a, it's an exciting discovery. It's the great, the great adventure in life is to discover uh, what God really has for each of us. He, I believe he has a specific role for each of us, and the great adventure is to discover precisely what that is. Well, Chuck, in every History Makers program, we give our uh, th- those we interview an opportunity to share what the central message of the Bible is. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Would you like to share that with us now, Chuck? Well, I, I'll try. I think that the uh, everywhere through the Bible, on every page, there is a, a message about the Messiah, about the person uh, that we call Jesus Christ. And uh, the discovery of who really is. You know, Mel Gibson did a remarkable movie that's been very popular called The Passion. And I think he did a remarkable job, except it has two serious defects. The first defect is it creates the impression that the crucifixion of Christ was a tragedy. No, 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 no. It was a, an achievement that was planned before the foundation of the world. And the second thing that the movie fails to get across is who he really is. He wasn't just a great teacher or a miracle worker or a great example. No, 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 much more than that. It was, he is the, the creator of the universe himself, chose to enter his creation as a man and to fulfill a destiny that we could not earn for ourselves. And he did that for our benefit. And so it's the most incredible drama uh, in the history of man. And trying to understand that and what it implies and what it uh, you know, facilitates is the greatest adventure in life. And so the, 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 the biggest thing to, that one discovers is to discover the reality of, this, uh, of the living God who actually became a man and dwelt among us. 
and uh, that's uh, that's the the overwhelming message in my mind. Well, I just uh, love hearing you explain it, Chuck. Like you've got such a, a brilliant, intelligent mind, and you can make something so amazing uh, come across. Uh, you know, as <laughs> an, an easy, easy chunk-sized bit of wisdom. So, thank you for sharing that with us. Well, I appreciate. It. Well, if God can use Balaam's ass, He can use Chuck Missler. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. I hope I, ho- I hope it's useful, and I certainly am looking forward to swinging through your wonderful country. Well, let me ask you, what is the message you're going to bring uh, throughout Australia when you're speaking here? Oh, no, no, you've got to come hear me when I'm there. And I'm being <laughs> facetious, of course. Uh, I'm, prior, I'm primarily going to talk about a kingdom, a government, that God is going to set up on the planet Earth. Most people don't realize that. When you say kingdom of heaven that shows up in the Bible, that's sort of a fuzzy, fuzzy, distant kind of concept. No, no, it's actually the kingdom. It's a genitive of source, not a genitive of apposition. It's the kingdom from heaven. God is going to... Uh, establish a kingdom on the planet Earth. And there's a lot of indications that it's not very far off. So one of the things we're going to talk about is the kingdom of heaven, and I'll be uh, associated with Walid Shabbat, who is a very famous terrorist turned Christian scholar. He's not only a turn to be, become a Christian, he's one of my, uh, he's a very good friend, and he's also a brilliant scholar, and he has a whole refreshing perspective on that subject, the kingdom that's coming. And so both of us, each in our own way, are going to deal with this topic and show why it's imperative for people to really understand it, because it will alter your priorities about everything. We actually had a chance to interview Waleed Shabbat on History Makers last week, and it was uh-huh. amazing. So I'm really looking forward to hearing him speak. Uh, now, let me ask you also, I've just got two more questions. Uh, I actually sure, put, up on, I put up on Facebook yesterday, what questions should I ask Chuck Missler? And uh, <laughs> someone said that you tell a great story about uh, your marriage crisis. 20 years ago, you and Nancy uh, you know, were at a crossroads in your marriage. Tell us about that story. Well, we've been through several, actually, but uh, and of course, what really saw us through is the Lord Himself. The Scripture says a threefold cord is not easily broken, so it's a husband and wife, and God Himself needs to be part of that package. And uh, in fact, uh, the whole saga of of our situation: we lost our firstborn son. He was 38, went jogging, and had a heart attack, and and with leaving two kids behind, that's of course a trauma. We also, I I signed an eight personally, I signed an eight billion. That's with a B, billion dollar joint venture with the Soviet Union in those days, and uh, when it collapsed, of course, it took us down too, so we also went through a bankruptcy. Our house was at the epicenter of an of a earthquake, so we've had a series of things that God has used, strangely, very constructively. And of course, we've published that in our books and so forth, uh, and, and my wife uh, has articulated that so uh, eloquently in in several of her books that we both have published and and uh, it's it's too it's too lengthy to try to to summarize just a few sound bites other than to realize that uh, uh, God has a purpose in these things and it was through those hardships and and uh, uh, so forth that we uh, uh, grew ourselves and strengthened us and much of what we do today is really derivative of the lessons we've learned uh, in the in in those experiences so but uh, I think think it's it, often we go through crises as God's way of grooming bringing us to greater intimacy with him and also grooming us to be useful to others 
And uh, so for what that's worth, that's, quite, that's a quick snapshot. Now, the other question that um, someone suggested I, I ask you about was your popular science-based uh, Beyond series, or Beyond Science. And uh, uh-huh. you, you, you do a lot of, you know, you explain about Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein. You, you quote a lot of the, you know, most well-known scientists that have walked the planet. Um, firstly, let's just ask you the question about uh, uh, intelligent design, uh, uh, evolution versus creation. Um, well, the evolution, the evolution debate, uh, anyone that is really sophisticated in science today uh, is confronted, of course, with the reality that evolution no longer is an adequate explanation for what we know about the universe. It's out of date. And that's what the intelligent design people have highlighted. And they're not necessarily biblical believers and not necessarily Christians, but they do understand that, the, that design is the opposite of randomness. You can't attribute design to randomness. In, in the information theories, to, to devastate that. that uh, so the evolution is an obsolete concept. But it goes even deeper than that. It may shock you to, to realize that most of what we know about astronomy is incorrect. There's no missing mass in the universe that what we see in the sky is actually electrical phenomenon. And that's been well demonstrated by contemporary technologies. Uh, We live with the plasma universe, that these galaxies and so forth are not dominated by gravity, because gravity is, is way too weak to account for what's going on. They are plasmas, the fourth state of matter. And it's amazing how much solid scientific verification of that is about, and yet it's amazing how much is still taught in colleges and many textbooks that are obsolete in terms of our real understanding of the boundaries of reality. And uh, we had a trilogy we published about 16 years ago called uh, called uh, Beyond Time and Space, which is Einstein's Theory of Relativity, Beyond Coincidence, and also Beyond Perception, which is a cosmic, uh, you know, particle physics, co- uh, quantum physics. We added a fourth to that. We republished those recently to bring them up to date and put them in DVD, uh, in DVD form. But we added a fourth to the classic trilogy called Beyond Newton. It's a shock to discover how uh, astronomy has been preoccupied with gravity when that does not explain the real phenomena we observe. And the the phenomena we observe has been been reproduced in laboratories. It's empirically based. We have a plasma universe, and as you discover that, you discover that uh, it's all the classical... There are no black holes. Uh, That's a a concept that mathematicians have come up, uh, but it it doesn't have empirical verification. So what I'm really getting at is... We just, in Scientific American back in 2005, they, they, they had articles which pointed out that the reality, what we think of as reality, is but a shadow of a larger reality. And, and all that I'm just mentioned is in the Bible. It's been there all along. The four dimensions that Einstein talked about are listed in Ephesians 3.18. And uh, the, the more you know about the frontier of science today, the more comfortable Genesis chapter 1 reads. And uh, so it's, a, it's an exciting uh, uh, a time to uh, don't get confused by false science, the myths and, and misunderstandings that still are perpetuated in many universities and school textbooks. Find out what's really going on. The more you know about true science, the more you'll discover that the Bible has anticipated that all along. It's a, it's a wonderful study. We'll be talking a little bit about that on our trip. Well, Chuck, it is uh, so exciting to uh, be able to spend time speaking with you today. You know, you're in over 35 countries of the world with your radio and TV teachings and more than 8 million study uh, your materials all over the world. You're bringing the truth of the Word of God uh, on the airwaves through the media, and uh, uh, we just want to thank you so much for all your wonderful efforts, and we're looking forward to having you down under here in Australia. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to it. The enthusiasm of the people in Australia is a tonic. It's one of the things that encourages all of us, and I'm looking forward to swinging through again. We try to do that every year uh, to some extent, and we're excited with the United Christian Broadcasters making it possible to come through there. So I'm looking forward to seeing you. And I've just got to say before we go, my wife has been bruising my arm for weeks now. She's been reading your book, Kingdom, Power, and the Glory, and uh, uh-huh. she nudges me in the arm and she goes, Honey, listen to what Chuck just said. This is brilliant. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, people, it's that book may be the most important thing we've ever done, and uh, it's amazing how it really clarifies. Many people who have been Christians for thirty years are say, "Now I get it." Suddenly, it makes everything crystal clear. It's not free of controversy. There are very some very good people that don't agree with some of our views, and uh, but we try to express our views in a way, if for no other reason. They, they, there are study guides and other things to supplement it for people that want to really dig into it. But we do think it's it's, it's turning out to be an incredibly productive book. We're very excited with the way it's been received worldwide. Well, if anyone would like to find out more information, then go to the website in Australia, ucb.com.au, uh, find out the, uh, the dates that uh, Chuck is speaking all throughout the country. And uh, Chuck Missler, I reckon you're a history maker. God bless. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. God bless you guys. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also, you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.